When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. So it's raining today, and then the forecast, just beautiful sunny skies, temperatures, mid-70s at best, really low 70s, sun-drenched till about Friday, and then I think I saw like nine consecutive days of rain. Nine. <laughs> anyway, it is uh, raining. UN week. There are people all over. Uh, Curtis was right. Biden is already here. Story in today's New York Post that uh, Joe Biden, the president, his wife, Jill, and uh, they have a daughter, right? I think they do. I don't even know. They have a dopey daughter. Went for a dinner last night at uh, some uh, swanky restaurant in Greenwich Village. Well, I'm not sure if Biden is going to speak today. I think it's tomorrow, though. He's going to meet with uh, Netanyahu. Either way, they're all here. All the people that make this country worse are here in New York. My next guest, though, makes the country better. He's the editor of the National Review. You can see him on NBC, Politico, syndicated columns in the New York Post. Great Monday morning guest, Rich Lowry. Richard, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good, Sid, although I think I'm losing some confidence. All I heard last week, nine and a half points, too many points for the Cowboys against a world-class Jets defense. Too many points. Yeah. Over and over again, too many points. Yeah, well, Joe Beningo, did you hear Joe Beningo yell at me last week? <laughs> no, I missed it. Oh, you it. missed it? Oh, you got to hear this. Come on, play this quick. This is um, so Beningo, who got into trouble because he does a paid spot at WFAN to go on with Evan and Tiki in the afternoons, comes on with me, and it was so good, which it actually made the New York Post. So you could imagine That's the powers good. that be over there are like, wait, wait a second, <laughs> our guy with ABC with Sid? But if you missed it, uh, Beningo said, hey, we're still good. We lost Rodgers. We've got a world-class defense. We can run the ball. I don't care who's playing quarterback. We're going to win. And I brought up the Dallas game, and the conversation went like this. So when you go to Dallas on Sunday and they stick it up your ass like 28-3, then what are you going to say on Monday morning? Well, we'll see. Let's see it happen. Well, if it happens, then we'll, then, well, if it happens and Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson goes by with the seconds, goddammit, then what are you going to say? It's going to happen. Write it down now. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. game on Sunday against Dallas, call me again, and we'll talk about how they stuck it up our ass. All right? Make sure you do that. Yeah, well, I said 28-3. ended up 30-10. to Two interceptions, but it was close. That's close. So anyway, yeah, all of a sudden he texted me this morning and said, well, so much for our world-class defense, which C.D. Lamb is still open this morning. Anyway, I do want to get to Biden in town and the U.N. week. Uh, Listen, we cannot figure out for years, even when my late great partner Bernard was here, Rich, what this week is all about. We know there's a bunch of ambassadors and fancy people, and they go for nice dinners and get nice hotel rooms and bang all our hookers. But what are they really here for? What, what is, you laugh, but it's true. What is this UN Week all about? Well, why do we cause this terrible gridlock and, and allow these people to do whatever they want in our city? Why? Yeah, it's one of the most miserable experiences in, in New York City. Because it's like traffic stops everywhere, you know, not just near Turtle Bay, just everywhere. And so you're walking, you're trying to get a cab, you can't get a cab, on and on. Um, it's just a, a you know global con- 
confab, kind of masturbatory event for these folks to listen to each other give these speeches that mostly don't, don't matter. You know, sometimes someone says something that reverberates. Minijad, I think, uh, had, a, had a crazed performance that, that was notable. Uh, otherwise, it's, it's forgotten uh, immediately, and, and no one cares to begin with. So over the years, you've uh, become funny with Chuck Todd, me too, which really angers my audience, and that's fine. Look, I hate Chuck's politics, and I don't like what Chuck turned into, to be quite frank, on TV, but I'll always love him because he was very loyal to me personally. But I didn't like the Chuck Todd on TV the last couple of years, especially when he argued with Vivek about a third gender. That guy, I don't know that guy. I'm sorry. But he done, and Kristen Walker took over, and she sat down with Donald Trump. And at one point, she asked Trump about going to jail, and he said, well, I just don't think about that. I thought that was great. He's, he was talking about all the issues with the country. She was trying to drive home all of his issues, and he's like, well, I just don't think about that. You believe him? I, I, yeah, I do. You know, th- this is uh, – I, I had that lunch with him, which we talked about a little bit. It was off the record, but I, I did ask him uh, almost exactly the same question. Not do you think about going to jail, but, you know, some of these – when you're – some of these fixes, how can you sleep at night? And he said, you know, Carl Icahn asked me that. You know, killers asked me that. And he just said he's a fatalist. He just assumes the worst thing is going to happen, will happen, and then he'll, then he'll figure it out. So um, I do think, as he said, you know, I, I'm built differently, and I do think that's totally right. You know, you can just see it. You know, we, we don't know how he's sleeping at night, but you don't – does he ever blink? Does he show, ever show any nervousness? Does, no. Has there any, any controversy where you're like, oh, this guy's about to break, you know, the way you would with any conventional Republican? No. So, you know, it, and some, some, there's some downsides to this quality, but if you're Trump and, and you're constantly under fire, it's kind of the way you have to be. So tell me, is it still early? Because if I hear that one more time, I'm going to retch. <laughs> it's still, Iowa's five months away. By the way, he's killing everybody in Iowa. He's uh, winning big in, uh, I think, Carolina, too. I think New Hampshire may be a bit closer. But he's winning big in Iowa anyway. So what is it not going to be early? What, when can we just mm-hmm. – what, what, like I've already admitted it for months. It's over. It's, it's, it's over. When yeah, are no, other, you, when you, are other you people going to say it? Way yeah. earlier than, than I – you know, still uh, – it's early, Sid, but uh, – you know, it's not as early as it was. The reason why you can still say, well, w- with some hesitation, but you can can say something could change in Iowa because you, you do have um, I- Iowa can break late. Huckabee won in 08 and sort of shocked everyone. He, he began surging, I believe, in November. Rick Santorum won um, in 12. He began surging in late December. The thing, though, is it seems like you look at you, you, you eyeball it, you look at some of the math from the polling about how many Trump supporters say they're just locked in. His floor is about 30. So even if he goes down 15 points, 10 points, or whatever it is now, wherever he is now, he could, 30 points is a winning margin a lot of times, a lot, a lot of cycles in Iowa. So he's in a very strong position there. And if he wins there, it's just, it's just done. It's just flat, flatly done, you know? And, and, uh, I, there have been other front runners who've lost in, in Iowa, but they weren't winning nationally by 50 points. <laughs> right, that's exactly. A, that's the point. That's, it. that's why it's a, it's a silly conversation at this point, to be honest. It's a fait complete. He's going to win. Now, who he's going to face? I mean, I got Bill O'Reilly coming about 840. He's convinced Joe Biden doesn't make it. He's not the only one. Uh, folks aren't sure. Will it be Gavin Newsom? Do they convince Michelle Obama? They don't know. But everybody seems pretty sure that Biden's not going to make it. And I ask the same question. Is it because he's going to be sick? Is it because McCarthy and the House GOP are going to take him down? And sometimes they say a little bit of both. Do you think Biden makes it? And if he doesn't, what's the reason why he doesn't? I think there's some some significant chance he doesn't make it. But I think it's all capacity. You know, it's, it's all physical and mental capacity. Um 
I don't think there's going to – some people think, oh, there'll be this fancy you know, switcheroo at the, at the end, you know, next August or something. They're not going to do that. that. That would be a, a debacle. Um, so it's just, it would just be – someone would have to go to them, and, and Jill and Joe would have to make a very personal decision that they're not going to do it. But I, I think you know, everything indicates he's a go. He wants to do this. This is what he's wanted his entire adult life. He's attained it. He's not just going to go away. Um, so it would be – you know, I don't want this to happen, some terrible fall or something of that nature. That so, so, that, everyone... so, so you don't think then that uh, Kevin McCarthy and Jim Comer and Jim Jordan and Nancy Mason and that crew that are hard at work every day trying to get them on all these bribery things, you don't think that's going to eventually lead to his downfall? You know, I should add that into the percentage. Yeah, I think there's some chance of that. I don't think it's, um, you know, it'd have to be so clear that Democrats would say, oh, no, okay, they got him. And, and you know, the standard for that is like, really high but yeah I, I should i should factor that in I, it's not likely to happen but it could okay last one then on mccarthy uh long week last week you know, mm-hmm. he's trying to get the votes for the uh the impeachment inquiry plus he's trying to avoid a government shutdown and then of course the uh the usual psychos chip roy and matt gates and marjorie taylor green they're out there beating his ass down what you think he's done you, you have you think kevin mccarthy's done a good job or worthy of all that criticism I think he's done a pretty good job in, in hellacious circumstances that are probably probably going to get tougher before they get easier, if they ever get easier. And the fact is, you know, one reason he won after all those votes initially to, to get the speakership, no one else wants it. <laughs> no one else wants right. No one else would do it. Um, and, you know, and they've scored some victory. I mean, the investigations have been great. There was that D.C. Uh, crime crime bill um, that they, they got through. So they've done good work. Um, it's just th- this is going to be th- – this next couple of weeks is going to be really tough for him on this government spending fight. Agreed. Hey, Rich, as always, great job. Love having you on Monday mornings, and uh, we'll do it again next week. Have a great week, buddy. All right. Thanks, Ed. My man, Rich Lowry, editor, National Review.